0: Well, good morning, little brother It's Early Break with Zip and Jay Brought to you by Gaina Trucking (laughs) Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com. Once again, if you missed the Ed Orgeron interview, you can check that out at the podcast page at theticketfm.com. Great stuff from Ed regarding all things Bill Bush, Mickey Joseph, the 2019 LSU team, next week's championship game and more.
1: Joe Pearl. Joe Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a gem. And he does – hey, Ed Orgeron really does like this state. He, he uh, That's genuine. That's genuine.
0: All right. Well, we're joined now by Husker Lions Robin Washington, who I believe also loves this state. Robin, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm curious, the, the game on on uh, Sunday against Ohio State goes to overtime. Nebraska had a chance to win. Did you expect Nebraska to be in that game? What, what was your takeaway in general from from Sunday night?
2: Well, first of all, I appreciate you making me follow Coach O. Uh, This is going to be a big disappointment and letdown for everybody. No,
1: it's not. uh, Someone had to do it, (laughs) Rob. No, someone had to do it. it. No, it's not a letdown. Don't say that. Don't say that.
2: Well, as far as your your question, um, I personally wasn't sure. Uh, I certainly had my doubts about how Nebraska would respond, but also you kind of look at the kind of situations of both programs. That was as good of an opportunity as Nebraska was going to get uh, to potentially pull off a type of upset because of the way that Ohio State, um, you know, had been off for so long. They hadn't played since December 11th. They'd hardly been able to practice, um, you know, with a, a full team during that time, uh, and so they were very rusty. And so Nebraska, you know, they came off one of their better performances last time out, uh, got everybody. You know, healthy got some practice under their belt, so it was at home, so kind of set up to to give Nebraska a a real chance to to maybe pull something off, uh, and so it wasn't a total surprise. And uh, you know, they responded uh, the way that you would you would hope, and gave a few plays short in the end. But I thought, all in all, there were a lot of silver linings uh, to take away from that game, but. You know, in the end, it's a loss, and I know fans around here are pretty tired of uh, talking about moral victories. Oh, oh,
1: oh, O'Reilly! Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal premixed antifreeze and coolant. Save $7 after mail in rebate, plus get two times O rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh 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 O'Reilly. Limit supplies, See store for details. Robin Washit joins us from Huskeronline.com. Now Rob, ver I, I, it hasn't been talked about that much, but I want I want I want your assessment on this. Alonzo Vergoy only played 23 minutes. Fred Fred gave those minutes to I think you'd say Kobe Webster most of them. What's yeah. the situation there? What are we looking at here, Rob?
2: I don't know if it's anything long term. I think it was just Alonzo was having a rough night, and Kobe was playing really well. Kobe ended up playing 31 minutes in that game, uh, the majority of which came in the the second half and and all of overtime. And um, I guess if nothing else, that's kind of um, you know, further evidence that Fred is sticking to uh, his, uh, I guess his his new approach, mm-hmm. where if guys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing he's going to play somebody else who is. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Alonzo Verge is too important to what Nebraska does for him to suddenly just be written out of the lineup. Mm -hmm. He had a bad game, um, but, you know, uh, there are also people that were wondering why he wasn't on the floor at the, at the very end uh, when Nebraska had an opportunity to win at the, at the end of regulation. And, you know, so it's one of those deals where, you know, Kobe played well, um, and he was kind of a hot hand there. The offense was just moving a little bit better with him in there, um, but, you know, like I said, uh, Alonzo's, when he's playing well, is arguably their best player. And so uh, I think this is a deal where they're hoping that that kind of levels out a little bit. They get, um, you know, Alonzo back on track, but if nothing else, it shows you that they have a viable option that when he is struggling, they can turn the keys over to, to Kobe Webster and, um, you know, give him uh, a little bit more of an opportunity. CJ Wilcher also played, I think with 34 minutes, in that game and so they turned to their a couple guys off the bench a little bit more uh that that really stepped up and were a big part of Nebraska being in that game uh until you know the the final minutes seconds of regulation so uh I would expect Alonzo to be back in the starting lineup um as as per usual on Wednesday, and I would expect him to uh, be much more productive than he was against Ohio State uh, against Michigan
1: State. The, the shot that Kobe West Webster missed the, the, mm-hmm. in, in the end there. Um, what was what was Fred looking for on that possession?
2: Well, he said the uh, the number one option was to get uh, you know kick out to Bryce McGowan's to let him make a play okay. and. You know, clearly that didn't happen, and part of that may have been Ohio State uh, taking Bryce out of the play. And then the next option was for Kobe to drive and uh, dish to uh, Derek Walker, and that clearly didn't happen. I think the third option was for Kobe to try to make a play. You know, you watch that that play; it was it happened so quickly. You just got to wonder how how many of those reads, so to speak, that that Kobe actually went through, because. Mm-hmm he kind of went charging up the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how much he looked to pass and threw up a, a wild shot in traffic. And so that's, you, know, you go back to the, the whole issue of decision-making that, that did not seem like the ideal shot. And maybe that, you know, Kobe saw that Ohio state was taking away the, the first two options on that play. And, uh, you know, knew that, that with the amount of time left on the clock, him taking that shot was the only, the only real option. So, it's a, you know without breaking it down and, and looking at it slower, it's hard to know. But uh, getting that type of shot in that situation was certainly disappointing. It was extremely low percentage, and certainly uh, of all the guys, no offense to Kobe, you know I, I don't know if he's he's the one you want taking that type of shot with the game on the line. And again, it's it's a big reason why a lot of people were wondering why Alonzo Verge wasn't out there because uh, he is your number one playmaker with the basketball in his hands. And uh, if anyone's going to make a difficult fadeaway uh, runner uh, with you know, very little control, it's probably going to be him. So, uh, you know, you can look at it a lot in retrospect, but I, I doubt that that was uh, what, what Fred was hoping to draw up in that situation.
0: Tomorrow night, Nebraska plays against Michigan State on the road. Robin, uh, what what do the Spartans provide? What, what, the, what kind of season are they having right now?
2: Yeah, they're about as hot as any team in the country right now and you know that's it's typical for Tom Izzo's team and uh it's it's going to be a daunting week for Nebraska. You know, I mean well, how they respond coming off that loss, if they can find a way to focus more on the positives mm-hmm. of that Ohio State game mm-hmm. and, and build upon all of it. And they did a lot of really good things mm-hmm. in that game. They uh, did especially with their, their interior defense, uh the way they bottled up E J Liddell uh and the way they were able to rebound and keep that uh it looked like they were just going to get absolutely embarrassed on the glass with the way that game started. Uh, And they ended up being even on offensive rebounds and, you know, only quote unquote out about it by 10. And the second chance differential wasn't, wasn't all that uh, daunting. So, you know, they, they did a lot of good things defensively, obviously, uh, with the way that they responded, they fell behind by at least eight points multiple times in that game. So they showed a lot of resiliency, uh, and had a lot of different guys step up uh, and, and answer the call. So if they can find a way to carry that over, especially now going on the road, that's at least going to give them somewhat of a chance. But you know, when you go up to East Lansing, that's that's a tough place to play, no matter what. And especially with the way Michigan State's playing. And then after that, they're not even coming back home. They're going to fly straight out to Rutgers, hmm, uh, oh to New Jersey, for a Saturday afternoon tip. And so this is going to be, you know. They, the Big Ten grind is officially here, and now you're starting to do the um, not only playing a bunch of difficult teams, but going through some some schedule stuff that that makes life a little bit difficult for you. So uh, there's well, we'll learn a lot about how how much progress they've actually made, in if that Ohio State game wasn't just a, a fluke. Set up by um, you know an advantageous situation with Ohio State coming off such a long break.
1: Rob, you know who would agree that the Big Ten grind has begun. You know where I'm going, Matt Painter. Matt Painter mm-hmm. would certainly agree with that after his number three ranked Purdue team lost to Wisconsin, seventy four sixty nine. Now Purdue to me is the I I think they're the best team in the Big Ten by far, but. I'm I'm telling you that after a five point loss on their home court last night, what, what how do you assess the Big Ten at the top right now?
2: Yeah, there's there's no dominant uh, team that's going to just run through the league this year. And Purdue was probably the closest thing. Yeah, uh, you thought was going to do that. I mean, people were saying that Purdue might not lose a home game this year, and now well, here they <laughs> are, uh, fairly into January, and they already got a loss at Mackey. So, I mean, you know, Penn State just beat Indiana. You uh-huh. know, I mean, there's games like this where. Um, you know Maryland gave gave Iowa everything so there there's the league may not have like it's true like elite no brainer final four contender but they have a whole lot of teams that are capable of of getting hot and playing at that level and then the whole league down to maybe uh you know, the, the top 12 or whatever uh, are are full of teams that uh, you know on any given night can compete with anybody, and I'll throw Nebraska in that mix. I mean, they just took the number thirteen team in the country down to the absolute wire mm-hmm. and had every opportunity to win that game. Mm-hmm. So when Nebraska plays up to its potential, they can compete with most teams in this league. And you know, so this is one of those, another one of those years where the Big Ten, top to bottom, uh, there are no off nights. Um, every team is good. Every team is capable of upsetting anyone. And, you know, Purdue, Penn State is a perfect example of that. Nebraska, Ohio State is a perfect example of that. Uh, So it's, you know, we say it's a grind, and this is going to be, you know, as as much of a grind as we've seen uh, in the league this season.
0: Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again uh, next week. Sounds good, guys. See you later. Huster on lines. Robin wash it.
1: People say people now people think I'm crazy, Jake, and you may too. But if Nebraska goes and play Michigan Michigan if Nebraska goes and plays Michigan State close, you watch Nebraska. I mean, this is I'm 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 saying big game. That's call me crazy. I'm not giving up on them. If they go play Michigan State close in East Lansing, you gotta watch them. That'd be
0: nice to, to have them yeah. play close or yeah. win the game.
1: Or win the game, yeah. you you got to watch We've that.
0: already seen a couple of 30-point losses this year. We don't want to see that again no. for this team.
1: No. I, I think that you, you watch this game closely. You're still trying to learn a little bit about this team. Let's see what they got, and let's see what, what, what happens with Virg. He's He is their best scorer. Yep. Now, they're playing through Derek Walker a lot more now.
0: And it, that looked good It does. on Sunday. It does. It did look yeah, good. He played well, 15 points, 10 boards.
1: Yeah, they're Ooh. trying to play through him a lot more. So we'll see what that looks like too.
0: Let's play the game She'll Give us a call right now at 464-568. 4, 4, a chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You started off the year with a win yesterday. You, you're down zero to negative one, but came back and won. Today's topic is Nebraska Bowl opponents of the past. I'll give you the score, the year, and the game. What team were they playing?
1: Get that? Yeah, I should feel good about a, this. Yeah, you should good, feel good about man. this. Since like, I covered most of
0: them. All right, four, six, four five six eight five. Shut Up Simple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut Up Simple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Alright, 464-5685. Four, four, Call the takedown sip in trivia. You feel good about Nebraska Bowl opponents of the past. Is that, yeah. is that Tate?
1: Not bad.
0: Teat? <laughs> Pete. I don't think it's Pete. Is, is this Pete? Yes. Okay, Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pete with a P. (laughs) Harrison (laughs) wrote a T. I'm like, I don't think
1: it's that. (laughs) T-E-T-E.
0: Pete. Pete. Pete, thank you for calling. All All right,
1: right, Pete. Pete. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good
0: Uh, morning. All right, Pete. Uh, First question goes to you. Here we go. What team did Nebraska lose to 17-14 in the 2006 Cotton Bowl?
1: Oh, in the 2006 Cotton
0: Bowl. Oh gosh, don't remember playing in the
1: Cotton Bowl. Oh six. Five seconds, um, was Pete. It Tech, was it Texas A&M? I got to steal this. Here's what happened in that game. It was fascinating. It was fascinating. Auburn was playing a zone. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Zone okay. defense. Yeah. Auburn was playing zone defense in the first half, and Nebraska was kind of picking it apart. They went to man, and, and Nebraska had no answers. <laughs>
0: As you said, Auburn, yeah. Yeah, Auburn. that That's the same yeah. game where the broadcasters kept looking at Brandon Jackson's calves and saying, those are cows. Those aren't calves. Those are cows Whatever, right yeah.
1: That was Will Muschamp at Auburn, right?
0: Was it? Yeah, Will Muschamp.
1: I, I forget about that. Yeah, Will Muschamp. He was, okay. a D- he was a DC. Oh, he was a DC. Yeah, he was a DC. Yeah.
0: All right, Sip, your uh, first question to take a 2-0 lead. What team did Nebraska beat 30-15 to in the 1986 Sugar Bowl?
1: Okay, now that's 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 before my time. Oh, well. the '86 Shirkable, What was it? Thirty to fifteen. Nebraska wins. That must have been LSU. LSU is right.
0: Two zero lead. Right. Pete, to stay alive, your last question: What team did Nebraska lose to, twenty two to fifteen, in the nineteen eighty one Orange Bowl? Clemson. Jeez. A, that was a quick answer. Pete, Pete nice that was job. Great. We to stay in it. Were you at that game, Pete,
1: or something? That was quick. No, it was my senior year in high school, and I we it,
2: we needed a couple things to happen to play for the national championship, and they happened, and then we got kind of. Railroading by
1: the officiating, in my opinion. Wow, yeah, that was in depth. depth. That's Danny Ford, Danny Ford, coach at Clemson team.
0: Yeah. All right, Sip uh, for the win. Your last question, up two to one. What team did Nebraska lose to seventeen fourteen in the nineteen seventy nine Cotton Bowl? They lost seventeen fourteen to this team in the nineteen seventy nine Cotton Bowl.
1: Seventy nine Cotton you were, you Bowl. You were about thirteen years old. They lost in the Cotton Bowl in nineteen seventy four to this team. Nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine Cotton Bowl.
0: Yep. Five seconds.
1: Five. Four. Three. I mean, I'm gonna say Houston. Whoa! Damn!
0: You got it right. <laughs> Look at that. Pete had that
1: one for sure, didn't you? you have that Pete? I, I had that one. Did you really? Oh, yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. Pete, thanks, day, for, thanks for calling yeah, in. We'll hey, get you back on the coffee and calling down the road. Pete, Pete's about my. It.
1: Yeah, Pete's probably my age. Probably about that. Right? I think he probably. Well, he might yeah. be a little bit older. Well, yeah. he
0: was a senior in high school for 1981. Okay, so he's a little older. than He's me. A, a couple years older than me, Yeah, I, like two
1: or three. Yeah, I was a senior in '85. Okay. '85, so four years. Four old. years older than me. Yeah. Hey, Jake. Nice I work. didn't know you would come with the old school. I
0: had. To. I'm not going to give you all the recent ones. That's too easy. Yeah. I gave you one recent one. that actually went to the call. It went to Pete 06 yeah,
1: That was easy. That was easy. I was there. I was there at that game. I remember interviewing Will Muschamp. Um, oh, that was Tommy Tuberville's well, team. Yeah, but he was the DC. Yeah, thing. Will Muschamp was DC. That was Zach Taylor, um, and that's when you could tell Zach's arm strength. Just he couldn't put the ball in those tight windows against the SEC team. That was the problem. Zach was good, obviously, but yep. he needed to put the ball in the tight windows in that game he couldn't do it. We will bring
0: in DP and Jay Foreman next for the spillover on early break of the ticket.
1: For TBWA Shayate Day New York and Nissan, Iski code NOAY0005000. Spot entitled My23 ARIA Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupac. The
2: all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style Mm. and power.
1: Up to 389 horses of it.
2: Innovation and intelligence.
1: E-Force All-Wheel Drive.
0: It'll pin you to your seat.
1: Your very plush seat.
0: The all-new,
2: all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expect availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery. E-Force only and port with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attended on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details.